Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to round 26. <laughs> And welcome to round 26 of The Sport Project. You're with Carlo, Chris and Sasha. Unfortunately, Renee's away today. She's not too well. So you're stuck with the three meatheads. she got women's problems. <laughs> yeah, she can't yep. stop drinking. No, not them problems. <laughs> or shopping, one or the other. So yeah. we've got, we got a jam-packed show, obviously, uh, following on from the grand final in the NRL and the Don't AFL. Don't set him off. Do not set him off so and, soon. And we've got, we're going to talk all stuff, UFC, boxing, Ryder Cup and Everest. So Chris is going to give us a lowdown on all them items. So first cab off the rank, boys, we're going to talk AFL grand final. Now, Sash, you went to that. So Winks is running at the weekend, though. Mate, stick your winks right up your ass. Okay. Right that. up your ass, mate. No one gives a shit. Right. Come on, give us a give us a lowdown, mate. AFL Grand oh. Final. Yeah. Look, mate, what a cracker! Like as you all know, I'm a mad Collingwood supporter. I've been supporting them oh, since the I was pies. about two or three years old. That's that's a total lie. I actually bought a scarf at half time because <laughs> I thought they would win, which cost me twenty five dollars from the merch store. And then um, like I thought I was home and hose. Started reading by blokes' names from the from the booklet, just yelling out names, going, "Yeah, you know, go Toddy," and, and all the rest of it. And then um, yeah, <laughs> That's it. That's it. But right at the death, mate, West, the West Coke Eagles just uh, kicked it from the corner and, uh, mate, it was incredible. It was a really good goal, three minutes to go, and sort of stole the victory. Mate, it was in, I was actually watching it. I was in London and um, yep. I, I was checking out of my hotel and getting the train up to Manchester to spend some time with the family. So I Googled somewhere close to Euston train station that I could watch it. And I walked into this pub in the middle of London and it's jam packed full of Collingwood fans. Is and, it? And I mean, true blue Aussies. Wow. All Collingwood fans. They've got screens on all over the show. And I had to walk in there and really upset the situation because Storm, uh, Storm were playing. Right. And I said, you couldn't turn a couple of these screens over and watch, so I could watch Melbourne Storm, could you please, mate? And he said, uh, yeah, yeah, we can change half of them. The, well, the looks I got, I might as well have been dead and buried there and there. But luckily... Houston, couple, I have a problem. Get it, Houston. <laughs> weirdly enough, a couple of them recognised me and they went, oh, don't worry, it's all right, Chris. And I went, oh, that'll do me. That will do me, definitely. <laughs> but I was I was torn. I was so torn between the two. I'm like that. Just just celebrate now, Collingwood. Yeah, they well, bolted out to about a 24-point lead, didn't they? Yeah, so in the, yeah, in the first six, quarter... Six yeah, one, yeah first quarter, they were 5-1-31 to 2-2-14 in the first quarter. So you, everyone would think that they're, Collingwood are going to run away with it. Uh, but lo and behold, you know, West the Coast... Sam Stozer effect. Yeah, they, they, just, it. they just chipped away. They just chipped away West Coast. And uh, in, the, in the fourth quarter, just nabbed it in the last minute. And it was a great it's show good. of resilience. Such a good goal, though, right from the corner. He had a window about this big, and like, literally the bloke next to me goes, I'll bet you he gets this. And I go, mate, fuck it, he's 100. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> and next minute, I'm there fucking spewing, getting him to buy the beers. But, um, <laughs> so it's because you're 125 on that on the scarf. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I won 250 at the Roosters, though. We'll talk about that later. I got excited. Sorry, go the chooks. Um, but it was really fun. Before before the actual game, we went to like a, a lunch with two players. Um, one's Bontempelli and this other bloke's called Tomahawk. Um, he actually plays for Geelong Cats, right? Big tall fella. I thought his name was T-Bone, so I kept calling Tom him T-Bone. I knew it had t- yeah, exactly. I thought it had, knew it had something to do with the steak, right? And um, 
I thought, I just thought a T-bone. And he just called him T-bone the whole time. He just ran with it. And then someone goes, mate, it's Tomahawk. I'm like, sweet. But um, those are both good boys. Good boys. Nice to meet those two fellas. You know he's called that because of his length, don't you? Yeah, I've, I've heard about it. And I try to get no, it I out. I was joking. Too, have you really? Oh, yeah, I heard that about him. I was trying to get it out. <laughs> get it out. Don't be ashamed of that. Mate, talking was, about talking about the preamble before the game, there was uh, there was two bands on. Well, there was one band and a and, uh, and legend himself and Jimmy Barnes. Barnsy. Hey, the, the Black Eyed Peas, apparently they've been absolutely slated. Absolutely slated. Everyone's going around how they fell flat on the face. I oh, thought they broke up seven years ago. Didn't they? Didn't well, Fer- uh, Will I Am went and did his own thing, and Fergie did her own thing, and and, and yeah. I think they was the only two in it, wasn't there? Yeah, and look, I didn't, I didn't look. I was pretty belted. I'm going to be honest, and I was on the field <laughs> as well. And when we were watching them play, that, to be honest, the music sounded like it did way back when. But I didn't see Fergie there. Like, I don't know if she was there or not. She's the best. Like bit. I said, I was pretty, I was pretty belted. Well, we, we've got one of our researchers here in Sofa, and well, Sophie, I'm- what do you reckon? Well, did it did it come across flat? I can't believe it. Like the cheeks of Carlos' ass, they're back together again after that big night out in Wollongong. <laughs> First time in twenty years. <laughs> no further questions, Your Honour. <laughs> but no, everyone's everyone's talking about how they, how they underperformed. Now that is a it's a bit of a poison chalice actually performing at the AFL Grand Final. If we remember a couple of years back Meat with Meatloaf. Yeah, he was horrendous. Oh. However, in in his defence, I was at that game, and in his defence, that he was worried about thunderstorms coming over and electrocuting him. <laughs> I think I think that was the copious amounts of cocaine he was snorting before he went out. <laughs> yeah, but he, he always said he'll do it. He said he'd do anything for love, <laughs> but he won't do that. I'm not going out there, not in that thunderstorm. But I will <laughs> do anything. All right, shut up. You, the, and that's two what out of three grand finals out there. Ah, two out of three. See what you did there. See what you did. But I'll tell see you what. what you even with an underperforming Black Eyed Peas and an underperforming um, Meatloaf way back when way back it's still got to be better than the NRL game warm up the pre-game warm up who were those people well it was Ganga Hughes in oh, the NRL horrible. final and we'll Never go into that we'll, have, we'll, we'll do a bit of a comparison in, in a minute but there isn't one I don't think <laughs> well, is there yeah you're probably right to be totally honest but Jimmy Barnes saved it I, I like I listened to Jimmy Barnes and to be honest Black Eyed Peas for me I was going oh yeah they seem a bit out of tune whether it's playing in that in that MCG because it's so big but Jimmy Barnes he was awesome so he's a I great performer, I, isn't I, it? I don't understand how Jimmy Barnes sounds amazing and the Black Eyed Peas sounds awful. Because he's miming. Do you reckon? Nah, he's no, not. No, all he, no, no all he's doing is doing this. He's going... That's all he's doing. Jimmy's listening. What are you doing to yourself, Sash? This is so sad. Jimmy Barnes is trying hard over it. To be honest, I prefer Gar Sebastian. Did he win that show, Australian Idol? That's how he got famous, I believe, yes. Correct. <laughs> anyway, we've gone right at the topic of sport, which is what the whole podcast is all about. Oh, now we're talking yeah. comparison of terrible Jimmy Barnes against Jimmy Barnes. And Jimmy Barnes. Can we, can we get back onto it? So, yeah. Colin Wood, did they deserve to lose, Sash? That's my question. Uh, well, look, at the end of the day, they lost. So, I'm a big believer if you lose the game, you deserve to lose because you've given it away. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> look, to be, that's made, it's pretty black and white, literally. Colin Wood, Tyler's yeah, no big deal. Did, uh... Supporter since I was three years old. Um, but, yeah, look, to be honest, Collingwood played better 
for say the first you know quarter and a half, two quarters. But mm. as you said before, Carlo, West Coast just kept chipping away at him, chipping away at him, gradually breaking him down, and then taking over the game. They literally took control over the game towards the second quarter, and then made right at the end they they were they were a fair few points behind. They clawed it back, and old mate kicked that sausage roll from the corner. It was no, that, I can't honestly can't believe how it happened. Seventy nine, seventy four finish. I thought it was all over when I got off the train at at, at uh, half time. I mean, yeah. the West Coast were making a comeback at that point, but I thought, that's it. They're home and hose. Let's go and celebrate. Liquor won't be home for three days. <laughs> Poor it. Babs and the kids won't see him for God knows how long. <laughs> but really, it's just a case of that. Collingwood can play the better football, but still get beat. It's just like Melbourne Storm. Yeah. They played the better football, but they got you beat. You are fucking <laughs> kidding yourself. You, can, you know what I'll tell you during the week? I told you. I'm glad Billy Slater's playing, mate, because when we fucking beat you, it's going to make it all the more sweeter. Well, let, let's, that, um, let's digress into the NRL grand final. You know what? One more thing. Yeah. One more thing. Um, oh, I think it was... No, I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> no, one, one more thing, though. Um, you should have seen it was worth, like, paying the money for the ticket just to see Eddie Maguire's face at the end of the game. Yeah, really? What was Mate, that, like? that poor bloke was devastated, and then he went down consoling players because he's the president of the club. And mate, it, it was he's been real the president bad. for a number of years, though, hasn't he? Now, like twenty years or something like that. Uh, I don't know. Should I just find a friend? And- I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I get what you did there. See what you did. But just to break down the, the quarters, yeah. Mate, he's, you- <laughs> I'll tell you what, he's worth about sixty million. Don't portfollow him. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that doesn't we, wash we, with we me. We need him on our side. But just to break down the quarters, in the first quarter it was uh, West Coast Eagles two two fourteen to Collingwood, which was five one thirty one, and in the second quarter it was four three twenty seven, uh, and Collingwood was six three thirty nine. Can I just stop you there? Are you you one, reading one, numbers two, out? One. But do you one, one. What they mean. Yeah, goals and uh, behinds. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's the it's only like game that you get for, for missing a goal. You get a point. It's like he's going on, like, <sighs> we've got female listeners and he's reading his phone one, number one, out one, there. 1132 and 6169. It's like it's 169. Bing, it's, it's bingo. bingo. Uh, it is Legs bingo. 11. <laughs> yeah. Up the aisle, blind pilot. Oh, Two fat ladies, 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 ladies 88. <laughs> Right, well, uh, seeing as though you've just read all your Roman numerals, um, that, that's beautiful, Carlo. Well done. Let's move on to the NRL Grand Final because I know Sasha really wants to shine at this part. He, he really wants to gloat. I'm a massive Melbourne Storm fan. He's not even a Roosters fan. He just jumps on bandwagons. And he got the look. Like we, we, had, we had a social media bit of a battle, me and Sasha, and he's, uh, I offered him a bet. He didn't want to take my money. Very kind. Thank you. And, and, and I, I honestly believed that the Storm would beat them by eight. There was something in my head that it was set in stone. So can you imagine my surprise when, at halftime, I've taken myself off to bed because they're 18 nil down. I didn't watch the second <laughs> half. True yeah. story. No. Wow. I was jet-lagged. There's a there's a good story there's a good story behind. I'm pissed off. I, I'm, I thought I thought again. You got to remember this as well. You got Roosters with Cooper Cronk with a broken scapula. Yeah. Now yeah, we, we only know, know this. Time, no, yeah. we, we didn't yeah. know that. But broken scapula. That you know. To literally, they've beaten the Melbourne Storm, the best side by country mile for for years and years. A broken anything. A broken yeah, nail but, would have but, got me off. But with twelve players, literally, <laughs> 12, twelve players. Twelve and a half. 12, well, no, I'd say 12 because he didn't do much in the game. But, he, but his presence Nine tackles. was... Uh, I mean, that, listen, I, I'm, I'm a big Storm fan. 
and they didn't turn up on the night, but that's not taking anything away from the Roosters. Yeah, they yeah, was aggressive, course. they was clinical. From the get-go, you knew that they was gonna that they was gonna dominate the game. They was never ever gonna let anything surpass that. And you know what? Hard off as much as it hurts me to say, they massively deserved the win. Yeah. It didn't even deserve yeah. to be close like it wasn't. Yeah, so look, I, when I made that, I was going to make that bet with you, Chris. I honestly thought I was going to beat you by 20. That's you what did. I honestly thought. But I was, that's when I said, look, I'm going to downgrade it because just I'm feeling confident, but I just want to bring it back to 12 points. I forgot to put a bet on at the start of the season, $50 bet. I thought that was paying 500 to 1. I got that excited. It was paying 5 to 1, so I only won 250. But like you said, the Roosters were just clinical. The, mm. the biggest thing that I noticed is that if you notice the metres gain, the Roosters would kick the ball down. Storm would make a maximum of 20 metres before yeah. they had to kick it. The Roosters would make 60 to 70 metres, and that was throughout the entire game. It was incredible. I mean, and that all came down to the aggression of the Roosters. They was not prepared to let that lie down and let anybody beat them on any day. And you could have bought any team in front of them. You could, you could have got your best team from the whole season from various clubs, and you still would not have beat the Roosters that night. I they was not having a bar of it. I mean, James Tedesco ran the most metres for anyone, and that's normally a bit yeah. of a Slater job. He couldn't get yep. a look in. They they hounded him. They pounded him, and that's literally with twelve men, because Cooper Cronk made eight tackles, and I, and I think no. I think they was assists as well. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, never yeah. ran the ball once. He I never, he, he never he made got, a meter. I think he got ran at once or twice, but he dealt with it because the players around him actually assisted yeah. him with it. Now I broke this uh, the first five minutes. Now I'm I'm massive on the first first five sets of the game. Uh, you know, it's a stat that I'm I'm huge on, and I, br- I broke it down just before I came. And the Roosters completed their first five sets in in ten minutes, and in that time they scored eight points. Right, and in that same time, Melbourne only com- completed two sets. So if if you look at the first five sets from a team, it's about current trend and how that that, that pursues throughout the game. And you could see just off them them first seven sets in total, the first five sets, that they were, gonna, they were a dominant force and yeah. it, Melbourne needed to drag that back but they didn't they started making risque choices and probably high risk manoeuvres and it didn't pay off the the, the desire and the actual um, um, the force that the Roosters were defending was amazing I mean, I mean this is against the team with Melbourne Storm they've shown for years and years and years their patience has won them games yep. and then they break people down they break opponents down and they get the job done well with whatever it takes but they looked like they'd run out of ideas the ball handling was terrible they're going up they're going up one man uh, if they can keep hold of it now they, they, there was no depth in it there was no control there was no aggression in defense uh, the roosters run over them whenever they wanted and that was just an amazing performance like like i said i don't really think you could have played anything against the roosters to to pipe them down yes yeah, sash yeah yeah, exactly. Like, you know, Cooper Cronk, um, look, hats off to the fellow. I think he did a good job leading the troops around because that's what he was there for, you know, just leading everyone around. He did a really good job. Blake Ferguson played with a broken foot as well. Like, I think he wow, played the, that's right, the, yeah. Yeah, like played half an hour. I've seen the picture of it. Yeah, broke, broken like it was a yeah, well, low, sorry, low, broken tibia. Yeah, bro- yeah. lower, uh, lower yeah. leg, and uh, he played half an hour. With a broken leg. So that, that was it was really impressive to say. But what look at what I was disappointed about, um, and I know Billy Slater is a good friend of you, um, you two boys out there. But um, it was just the disrespect that was shown to Billy Slater during that game. Look, yes, I, I was a believer that Billy shouldn't have played um, yeah. given the current rules. But at the end of the day, he played. He's been a legend of the game. He's played 319 games for Melbourne alone. The only, a single club. Not many players have done that. Like mm. the likes of Jace, Jason Croker for the Raiders. Same sort of thing. He's yeah. his best fullback of all time to play. He deserved a fucking better send-off than that. It just shows how, how fucking stupid some of those supporters are. 
Yeah, it is. Um, but it lies down to loyalty as yeah, well. Incredible. Do you know what I mean? Um, um, yeah. It's sad, but I totally agree with you. Uh, well, I was back in, in Manchester recently and I went to a Manchester United game and Sir Alex Ferguson, the previous manager, had been extremely ill. Yeah. And he, he made his first game back as an appearance um, in that game. And all the United fans stood up and all the Wolves, the away fans, everybody stood up and applauded him. And, you know, they, they lay everything aside. People hated Ferguson because he was so good. And a similar kind of thing with Billy Slater. So if you can do that kind of thing in soccer, which isn't usually that way inclined, and surely you can take yeah. you can put aside in rugby league and just go. Do you know what? Here's a legend. We yeah. have just kicked your ass. He, he, deserved, he deserved a lot better than yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. And, yeah, yeah. And listen, it was just the tail of the tape. I've got I've got a few stats in front of us as well. The the uh, the most tackles. Give it to us, Stato. No, no. Just, just uh, when we talk about the winning side and the losing side, the Storm did 351 tackles to the Roosters 256. How many missed though? Yeah, uh, 24 and 20. So mm. you know, missed oh. tackles were were pretty the same. Well, again, it's about who makes the most tackles. We all know that defense is to more taxing than, than attack but have a look and at they the did over well. over a hundred more tackles so that means that they completed more sets the roosters absolutely yeah, uh, yeah and that, the, that, and that the comes down to the errors look at the errors 54 there. and 46 percentage. 14 errors from the storm six from the roosters yeah that's so, not bad at all so i said it last week guys and i said you know if cooper cronk plays it's going to be actually a masterstroke, or Robinson's going to be an, yeah. Robinson's going to be an idiot, and I think it was a masterstroke the way that they they uh, performed on the night. So hats off and, and uh, well played to Robinson. I just want to put another massive high five to Dylan Napper. He went around for three days in his, in his kit. How good is that? Fella? And his boots. Hey. How good is that? Like the, whole, the whole kit. The it whole wasn't kit. Just like yeah, it wasn't just the, all the socks and the jersey. It was the boots and everything. He was walking outside our old studio on Oxford Street in that whole get-up. I mean, there's some fruity people walk up and down Oxford Street. He wouldn't have looked out of place. But he he did not care. He stunk throughout the whole thing and he, he did it. Oh. And, and you know what? Like, true to him as well, he never he, he decided that you know, I'm not even going to disguise my complete and utter state by putting sunglasses on. No, I want you to see I've been out all night and I will be out for the next two. Well, one of the questions I have is where did he keep his wallet? <laughs> he must have been in his sock or something. Well, they call that Napolitano. Yeah, he didn't bring yeah. one. Yeah, that old chestnut. <laughs> I'll well, tell you what, if he gets away, old, I'm going to do it every week. The old Houdini. The old Houdini. He won a grand final, Carlo. Come yeah, on. so what? I did too in 1986. <laughs> 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 I mean, you know, from a good news story, from a little bit of a good news story in the uh, the NRL, there's also some bad news stories as well. Mr. Greg Inglis being caught drink driving at 215.085 point, um, point oh yeah. over the limit. 215 in the it, afternoon. It's 215 in the afternoon. Shazam. It's, um, it, it's, it's a real stupid thing to do when you've just been named the captain oh. of the Kangaroos. Um, it... Uh, I'm just kind of, my head thinks, do you know, we've all been in a point where we've gone, do you know, I had a few beers last night. Am I all right to drive? Am I not all right to drive? Am I all right to drive? It's very hard to know, though. It is very hard to know. The silly thing with him was, not only was he over the limit at 2.15 driving back, it was also, the, the initial incident he was stopped for was speeding. So when you're speeding and you're still over the limit by quite a bit, it seems, you've got to go, mate, what are you thinking? Can, can I just add a, another flip side to that as well? You know, if he was travelling on his own or he wasn't, what was his mates doing? 
Yeah, well, they're probably but, but in a similar that, state, won't they? But saying that, though, like how many times have you woke up in the morning and you're, yeah, I feel right, and then it's when you've drove and come back and go, oh, I probably should have drove. It's, I normally wake up and go, where's my car? I've never got an idea. <laughs> I've lost it a few times. <laughs> but it, but even still, like, he, like you said, Chris, he's gone 0.085 at like 2.15 yeah. in the morning. Like he, in the afternoon. If he's been having a crack, yeah, sorry, in the afternoon. So if he's been having a, you know, a real big crack, mm. but he hasn't finished up till mid-morning because that's, that's a huge thing to blow yeah. that late in the afternoon. You don't yeah, finish up at, say, 2 or 3 in the morning. 12 hours later, blow that. Yeah. I don't, I but do you know what I, what I liked from Mal Meninga, though? He turned around. And, and you got to remember, it's Greg Inglis who's pulled himself, took himself out the captaincy and pulled him away from the from the upcoming tour of New Zealand. Um, and Mal Meninga, brilliant, you know, a great, an absolute great head coach. And he turned around and said, listen, he's made a mistake and he's he, and he's made the decisions to, to pull out. So I think, um, you know, there's a little bit of solace there that he, he has done the right thing. And, um, I, you know, I wish uh, Boyd Cardner all the best, who's now been named uh, captain, and he deserves it because really? New Absolutely. South Wales captain, yeah, yeah, yeah. premiership winning uh, captain, and now he's going to be the captain of his country. So he deserves it. I mean, I, I think I think as the NRL and the Australian Rugby League have handled it extremely well with past history on Greg Inglis, not to give him any precedence over anybody else but his mental health issues which he's overcome and now mm. now this um, I think and, and he states a good point he said I've never been laid with any criminal charge ever before in my life so this yeah. is very out of character they've yeah. given that benefit of the doubt you know they, they've done the right measures by it. they've done the right thing by everybody the NRL the supporters the fans the kids watching and they've done that so um, sad news for Greg Inglis congratulations Boyd Cord although um, well deserved yeah. yeah I really appreciate the fact that Greg Inglis has taken responsibility for his actions I think that speaks you know louder than words um, at the end of the day so uh, yeah good luck to him and hopefully he can come back and take over that captain's, captaincy because I know it means a lot to him. Yeah, I mean, it's not what Boyd Cardinal would have wanted to be appointed captain this way. Yeah. However, you've, you have you know you guarantee he's going to lead from example. 100%. Uh, yeah. uh, Trent Robinson gave him some great words afterwards. He said, not, not only has he become a great leader of men, he's become a great captain and a great role model for everybody else that we've got in and at the club. So, um, yeah, well done to him. Yeah, definitely, mate, definitely. All right, so what we're going to do is probably close up all the NRL chat and we're going to move on to uh, our other sports. Boxing, Chris. Which one Fury, do you want? Fury, Tyson Fury and Dante Wilder. Yeah. It's all on on the 1st of December. Yep, yep, yep. First, first press conference. The 1st of December, yeah, um, which is really unusual for me. They're holding press conferences so early, which indicates to me that they're not really getting the buzz that they first expected. Everybody wants the Joshua Wilder fight. That's not going to happen. Joshua just beat Povetkin very convincingly as well. Deontay yeah. Wilder is unbeaten. Um, Tyson Fury's still unbeaten. Yeah, that's right. They're, 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 but uh, the, the problem is Fury's had quite a while off. He's come back. He wasn't convincing against his opponents that he's fought recently. So there's, there's a little bit of controversy here with should this fight even go ahead? Is this the fight that people want to see? And, and people scream and shout. That it is, but you know what I mean? We're on what? We're, we're on the 3rd of October. They're having press conferences in New York and all around the world trying to build momentum towards this fight. Yeah. And, you know, you, you've got a couple of characters of the sport here. Oh, so, they're, they're, so they're turning up and they're giving each other the grief about it. Um, Tyson Fury's turned up and he's looked at Deontay Wilder. He said, I can see fear in your eyes. He went, I'm looking at a pussycat, not a killer. He went, you can't do anything to me. And of course... Wilder comes out screaming up. bomb squad and how he's going to knock him out and he's going to look over him on the canvas. But it, it, it's just bewildering to me that 
They're trying to build a buzz and excitement around a fight that's still two months away. Yeah. Well, well, they've still got to do it, haven't they? They've still got to do the rounds. I, I would think that they're going to do closer it. Closer to the time, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, but they're going to do it in the UK as well, aren't they? And I tell you what, Tyson Fury looks, he looks in shape at the moment. Um, it'd, be, it'd be really interesting to see what, what, what you know, what he can do. And I think the good thing about Tyson Fury is that he picks his game up against bigger and better opponents. So I have no doubt it's going to be a, a cracker. What do I you think Tyson Fury wins a lot of fights outside the ring, or, or with with his head, with his yeah. mental capacity, because. He calls himself the Gypsy King. He'll play stupid. He like dumb, but he's smart when it comes to choosing his words and how he speaks and engages with opponents. He, he gets inside the head despite that. And remember, he's the technical boxer here. Yeah, he's very. He's technical. the actual boxer. Deontay Wilder's a big puncher and he's aggressive. He's very unorthodox. He's, he's he's not real any boxing ability about him. But if he catches you. You're worrying. Yeah, of course. Yeah, oh, look, I agree with you, Carlos. Before you know, Tyson Fury, he's he's looking in good shape. Um, he is, he's, excuse me, don't stick your rude finger up at me. That's not very nice. But he is in good shape. But look, like Chris said before, judging on his last appearance, he looked rubbish. Yeah. Like, do you remember that bloke that um, Quade Cooper fought? Yeah, like the bloke yeah. who was like an excavator driver. He looked like a 14-year-old girl. I reckon Tyson Fury would struggle against her like, <laughs> like, at the moment. Yeah. It's, he, look, it's, 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 he makes for an interesting up, fight. And he, he does. He always lifts. For the bigger, bigger fights, he did it against Klitschko. Like yeah, I have no doubt. Agreed. I have no yeah. doubt that in two months' time he's going to be like he he'll oh, be he switched will. on. I, I think it's going to be a cracking, cracking fight. And the winner of that, hopefully, will fight um, Joshua. Joshua. Well, they'd have to, won't they? You, you yeah. can't avoid this anymore. God, I enjoy yeah. the heavyweights I mean, at the moment. Yeah, I mean, D- Dillian White as well was was through his hat in the ring. He deserves his shot. And again, he he wanted to fight Wilder. I mean, Joshua knocked him out, but he rattled Joshua a couple of times in that fight. He wanted to fight Deontay Wilder, and he said, I don't care where. I'll fight you in your back garden, my back garden. How much do you want? I'll give it to you. Uh, but then again, recently as well, at a press conference, uh, Derek Chisora and Dillian White are both there, and there's real, real hatred yeah, between, between these them. two. And Dillian White's put him on the spot. He said, well, what do you want? And he said... He said, I, I want what I deserve. And Dillian White, there and then, in front of Eddie Hearn, said, I will give you £5 million to fight me. And he said, done. And they shook on it there and then on camera. And, Ed, and Eddie, Eddie Hearn just went, what do I do to that? Where's he going to get £5 million quid for to pay him? And then he gets the rest of the gate. So, Chisora White might be the next big fight in the well, UK as well. they've had it before and it was a cracker. It was a crazy war. And Dylan White, Dylan White won on points, but it was an absolute cracking fight. So, I, I'm sure the public would want to see that. Moving on to, to UFC, um, Kalib, yeah. is it Kalib and Khabib. McGregor? Khabib. Is it Khabib? Khabib and McGregor. Khabib and McGregor. Wow. So, well, Khabib, but Khabib. <laughs> yeah. What, what, how do you see this one panning out? I, I actually, my, oh. my, my own opinion is that I think McGregor's a little bit undercooked for this, but is this the game planning, mm. game planning that he's Mate, always done? Uh, when you, when you it's talk a massive about, game plan. I think Connor's too clever. Yeah, when you talk about people raising the game to fight anyone in particular, you talk about Fury doing it, there's none better than McGregor at doing this. Mm. There, there's none better. I mean, it, Khabib, he, he's, he's an incredible ground on man. He's an amazing wrestler, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. He's absolutely phenomenal. That's how he gets his wins. He takes his opponents down. Stand up is not overly great. And that's people say, so it's really, really hard to pick this one apart because if McGregor yeah. catches you with that left hand, then it's good night, whoever you are. If Khabib gets you on the floor, he's good, then he? you're going to struggle to get back up and he's going he's gonna to wear you down. However, McGregor has been 
training with one of the best Brazilian jiu-jitsu out there. Yep. Then he's been training hard on the ground and he's been working on that, working on that, if he does get taken down. The thing is, if Khabib rushes in to take him down like he does, McGregor's so quick and so responsive, he catches him with that left hook. I don't care who you are, you're going to sleep. Yep. And it's as simple as that. And, and they're asking professionals all around the globe to pick one, and it's so hard. It, it's so, yeah. so hard. And especially consider McGregor's been out for so long. And look, if you look at his Instagram, it's all been partying. His Irish you know, whiskey, drink, yeah. Drink, yeah. Drinking his whiskey. But I think that's all a big marketing ploy. One, to get his whiskey out there, but also to lure all their team into a false sense of security. He hasn't been training as hard as he actually has. And that is fucking water that has been dyed with brown. And that's he's just apple juice. getting... Getting hydrated. <laughs> He's getting hydrated. That's it. I mean, and, and you know, Khabib's remaining calm and collected through every meet that they've had. So He's been so calm. And, and you know what he says? Uh, and, and, he, and when he's been got on his own, on camera, Khabib has said, I'm going to really hurt this man. He said, I'm very, very religious. And he said the way he shoots his mouth off and the language he uses is not what we want kids to hear following us and supporting us. So I'm going to punish him for that. So he's got it in his head that he's really going to hurt him. <laughs> McGregor's very typical. I'm going to knock him out. I can't wait for it. I'll be perfectly honest. Yeah, it's going to be a cracker, isn't it, on Sunday? Um, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it too. I'm going to be in Melbourne, so it's going to be so much, so, so much good fun. Ryder Cup. Chris, give us a bit of a lowdown on that. You're a bit of a golfer. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was hyped up so much as well. It, it was. It was. And Tiger you know, playing well. Yeah, Tiger's back in. Jordan Spieth. Um, and so many great players have come back towards it. Ian Poulter is always the surprise package for the Europeans. He's a, he's a standout yeah, Ryder Cup player. He's isn't Mickelson. amazing. Mickelson, yeah, yeah. Mr. Flopshot. The, the, the absolutely incredible. Ian Poulter has driven it again this time. No, I mean, I, I'm not surprised if he'd had a broken sternum, the amount of chest pounded he gave himself. Yeah. But it's been absolutely incredible. What was the, the points? Europeans, 17 and a half to 10 and a half. Wow, that's a, a An shellacking. absolute whitewash. It's a bit and, of a and Patrick Reed has come out and said, you know what? He said the reason uh, he plays for the Americans, obviously, he said the reason we have not won this or even come close is because there's too much attitude within this team. There's too much self-belief and less team play. Yeah. In this team, he said all these egos that are walking around here and think they're too good to play. And when asked who he meant in particular, he said, well, I'm not saying anyone in particular, but he was paired with Jordan Spieth previous to yeah, coming yeah. out with this um, this little outburst. So, he so going on <laughs> his question is, are you talking about Jordan Spieth? He said, no, I like Jordan. Jordan can do whatever he wants to do when he's not playing in the team environment. So, yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, all, everything's also. pointing towards, <laughs> yeah, Spieth, you're an asshole. He wins a few majors and look at him. Yeah. Well, yeah, well Europe, Europe have won, I think, is the last four or something like that. So they, they're, they're actually streets ahead of, uh, yeah. above Team America. Team America. And I think, America. I, I, think, I think geographically, all the European countries are still not as big as America, are they? No. Or, or, or as populated? No. Yeah. So, I believe they're the size of Tasmania. <laughs> what? Shut up! I could be wrong, but... You uh, idiot. Yeah. Uh, you could be wrong. I very you much doubt idiot. you are. Okay, moving on to horse racing. And yes. Winx isn't racing, all right? Winx isn't racing. She runs on Saturday, though. Oh she God. does run does on Saturday. What, what is she doing on Saturday? Every show. She's for 28 in a row. Every show. We talk 28 about in a row. She's the queen of the turf, mate. Show some respect. You should bow if you're ever at Randwick and she's running. I'll add butter. Use your head butter. <laughs> when it gets to 40, come talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> so, so look, yeah, we've got the Everest coming up. Um, the, how much the, is the, it worth now, the Everest? It's a $10 million race. 
Wow. Yeah, split between all all positions, but um, obviously Redzel won it last year. In emphatic history again, Redzel is running again this year, but yeah. after a, a great performance on Saturday, Santa Ana Lane is now into favourite at um, a very tasty six dollars fifty. Wow. A per, a oh. What about Shakiqua? Shatiqua? Shanequa? Or Shatakwa? Shatakwa is retired. Uh, failed to yeah, jump out and uh, another. Jump. Yep. They, they've had to retire him. He failed. He, he had his last warning by the stewards at Mooney Valley Friday night, just gone. And he did his, yep. um, his what's become his usual trick. The, just ga- the gates flew open and he's being kicked and hit by you Tommy Berry. Dickhead. And he just said, nah, I ain't going. I'm you done. Run, you run, dickhead. I mean, he's won in, uh, 8.4 million in prize money. Yeah, so he's, he's, uh, he's, 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 he's yeah. Well, no, he's a gelding. So oh, he's, he's um, got no nuts. Yeah, there's no nuts. No. Failing that, he would have been retired Jeez, a long time nuts. ago. Yeah, but I mean, no, if you uh, if you want a bit of a tip, I think Scholes was incredibly impressive. Um last weekend going into the Everest yeah. under a tight hold as well she flashed home down the outside and nearly caught Santa Ana Lane in the same race so that $9 I, I, that's the bet for me Red Zell's well, okay Trapeze Artist will go alright but Shoals for me mm. yeah look Everest uh, look I'm going to back Silver Sovereign starts pretty starts pretty strong uh, will always lead from the start and um, hopefully come in there Silver Sovereign's actually not a horse running this weekend but I just feel like it needs to be a horse running this weekend <laughs> Maybe we should. Well, You're we, an we, idiot. we spoke about buying a horse. We spoke Silver about sovereign. it, didn't we? Let's send him. Send him. Yeah. Call it the brown bullet. Oh. <laughs> and they're off and racing. Brown bullet around the outside. <laughs> Overtaking, send them. There was. Uh, oh. <laughs> I think I sent you. There was. Um, Oh, there was a horse running recently, and I forget the name, and it's a really irrelevant conversation, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. I can't use oh, the yeah. words that it translates into, but there was one Great. horse oh, that Italian went one. around. No, it was, it was in England. Right, it was right. on, yeah, but yeah, but it, was, it was named an Italian name, but what it translated into English was, let's go see you next Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, the, yeah. And, and, the, and the racing commission didn't get onto it, and when they, and this, <laughs> this horse ran, actually ran a few races in Newcastle. Yeah. yeah. And, um, when they found out what it was, the horse in the end, <laughs> poor horse didn't know its name yeah, translated, gets banned for 18 months. Uh, and he got about? a hefty fine as well. The hefty trainer, the owners got it's, a I'll tell you what, it's, it is their problem. It's, it's the racing commission's problem. You've, you've got to give three names that you want and they pick one. If they don't, if they don't look at the translation, then it's their fault. <laughs> but I tell you what, hat, hats off to the owner yeah, as well. Yeah, done. for a fair crack. Well, that concludes uh, our little round of twenty-six at the Sport Project. Uh, make sure you definitely connect with us on Instagram and at TSP Project. We're going to go on a hiatus for about four to five weeks, uh, and then we're going to be back with a new format and a new show. So. Uh, Thank you for listening, everyone around there, and uh, make sure that well, you, tell you, what, you, you stay you stay notified on subscription. I'll tell you what, he set the president's still a napper, didn't he? Three days in his rooster's outfit. Me and Sasha are going to go five <laughs> weeks in ours. I'm going for a burger. And, and <laughs> Big dog's got to eat. It's our birthday suit. <laughs> Big dog's got to eat. Thank you very much, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. And, yeah, feedback always uh, encouraged. So uh, take care of yourself, and I'll speak to you in four or five weeks. Feedback's Here's good. some feedback for you, Carlo. Shut up. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> you asshole.